Hey, my name is Jason, and you're listening to the Embrace Church Podcast. God is doing some incredible things at each one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota. To learn more about Embrace and maybe plan your visit, head on over to imembrace.com. We hope today's message brings you hope, inspires you, and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's dive in to today's message. Hey, what's up, Embrace? How's everybody doing today? That was semi-lame here at 57th Street, but that's okay. We'll keep going. Uh, My name is Travis. I'm the pastor out at at the T campus. Excited to be with you, joining the message, whether you're joining us here at 57th Street or one of our campuses, network churches are online. Uh, It's just a privilege to be able uh, to be here uh, with you. Uh, So we've been in a series called Within, where we've been talking about uh, the Holy Spirit. And Adam kicked off this message talking about who the Holy Spirit is, because there's a lot of confusion about who the Holy Spirit is. He said the Holy Spirit's God, the Holy Spirit's a person, but he, he mentioned this really cool thing. He said that the Holy Spirit is life itself. So if, if you have any breath in your lungs today, if you can breathe, that came from uh, the Spirit. He had that creepy mannequin on stage, if you're not mannequin, whatever that thing is, the dummy, right? Uh, CPR dummy. And, and so the Spirit is the life that is in us, but it's also the spiritual life. So if you have any desire from God, that comes from the Holy Spirit as well. And Travis Fink started the second part of that series last week, and he didn't talk so much about who the Spirit is, but instead he talked about what does the Spirit do in us. And he said that the Spirit convicts us. It convicts us for what's true and what's false, but the Spirit also comforts us in our time of need. So I'm going to continue on with what uh, Travis said. I'm Travis as well, so we might as well preach on the same thing, right? We've got the same name. But I'm going to talk about what the Spirit does uh, in us. And the two things I want to talk about today is that the Spirit guides us and the Spirit empowers us. The Spirit is our guidance and the Spirit is our uh, power. So those are the two things I want to talk about today. But before I get into that, I, I, want, to, I want to kind of address something. Uh, if you've been here the last few weeks, and if you haven't, make sure you go watch those messages. They have been great. But if you've been here the last few weeks, we have talked about something a little crazy. We have said that God is inside of us. Now, if you go out in the streets and you tell people that, they'll, they'll check you into a psychiatric ward. Like, that's weird to say God is inside you. But we believe that as Christians, if we're following Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come inside of us and it is giving us spiritual life. It's comforting us. It's convicting us. It's guiding us. And it's giving us the power to change. That's what we've been talking about. That's what we believe that the Spirit is doing, something supernatural in our lives. And the question I have for you is, are you experiencing that? Now, I don't want a dumb, churchy answer. Oh, yeah, I'm experiencing. No, are you really? Because if you're anything like me, there's times you are not experiencing that. You're not experiencing God. And no, this is a safe place to say that. There's no judgment for not experiencing that, but I think we got to get honest. Are you experiencing the transforming, supernatural work of God's Spirit in your life? My guess is a lot of us would maybe say no, if we're being honest. But why? Why are we not experiencing God in us? What's keeping us from that? 
Well, I want to talk a little bit about that. And there's probably a lot of ways you can answer that question. But the one way I think that we are not experiencing the fullness of the Spirit in our life is we are experiencing interference in our lives. Uh, about four months ago, I was at the T campus and we were doing Baptism Sunday. And so we brought the big cattle tank on the stage. Adam Weber loves that cattle tank. Can we just get a pool or something? I mean, the thing, mine leaks. I got to plug it all the time, whatever. So I'm filling up the cattle tank and I, and I take our hose and I plug it into the hot water heater because I'm trying to get at least a little bit of hot water in there. And, and I have this hose though, and I bought the cheapest hose you could possibly buy. And then I let it sit in the garage all winter long. And so it was just a brittle mess of a hose. And so I, pl- I, I what do you, you don't plug in a hose. Whatever you do to a hose, I put it on. And then I put the top of the hose in the cattle tank. I turned it on, no water. And so you can probably guess what the issue is. I go back and there's like 10 kinks in the hose. And, but they're not like your normal hose. Like this is a brittle piece of junk hose. And so I got to like smash it in half, trying to get, put holes in it and all kinds of stuff. But eventually I get these 10 kinks out of the hose. It took me way too long. Turn the water on and the water came through. I think the reason why we're not experiencing the power of the spirit in our lives is we have a kinked hose. There's something that is interfering with God's work in our lives. There's something in our lives that is interfering with the Spirit working in supernatural ways. So I'm going to talk about how the Spirit comes in. He guides us. I want to talk about how the Spirit comes into us and He empowers us. But I also want to talk about what is it that's interfering with the work in the Spirit in our lives. So let's start with the first way that the Spirit is working in us. The Spirit guides us. Uh, A guy named John said this. He said, when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you and me into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. I have an uncle who is a fishing guide, I don't like to fish, I don't fish, so I know nothing about fish, but I love going to fish with him because he's a guide and so he always takes us to the best fishing spots. Uh, He knows the lake, he spent time on the lake, he knows where the fish are biting, he knows the bait that they're biting on, and when we follow him, when we follow the guidance of my uncle, we almost always catch fish. In many ways, this is the similar to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guide. Just like my uncle, he knew the lake, he knew the special spots to fish, he knew the best bait to use. The Holy Spirit, he knows this world, right? He knows this world. He knows you better than you know you. He knows your purpose and he knows what you need. So the Holy Spirit is like this internal compass inside of us that guides us to the best fishing spots. Now that's cool, right? The Holy Spirit's our guide. Everyone get happy, clap their hands, say amen, or maybe don't. That's fine. But if the Holy Spirit is our guide, why are we so confused? 
I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but I'm confused. And I talk to people every week, if not every day, that are completely confused. They have no clue what to do. They don't know what the next step is in life. If the Holy Spirit is this some supernatural guidance in our lives, why are we so confused? There's interference. There's something that's keeping us from hearing from the Spirit. And that interference, I believe, is the voices from the outside. We have this internal guide, but we like to listen to the voices outside of us. And that's interfering with the work of the Spirit in our lives. Now, there's tons of voices. There's thousands of voices, but I want to submit to you this morning three voices that we listen to. We listen to the voice of self-interest. We say, I would love to be guided by the Holy Spirit, but we really just want to do what we want to do, right? We really just want to do what we want to do. In the voice of our own self-interest, it interferes, it kinks the hose. It interferes with the Spirit guiding us. Second voice, the voice of our insecurities. Someone once told you that you were not strong enough. Someone once told you that you were not pretty enough, skilled enough. Someone once told you you were not smart enough. And that voice in your head has been the dominant voice for your entire life. Some of us today, we are successful only because we have been listening to a voice because someone told us we weren't smart enough or we weren't good enough. So we spent our whole life listening to that voice and trying to prove them wrong. Insecurities are huge and they cloud our vision, they interfere, they kink the hose from us hearing from the guidance of the Spirit. Third voice is the voice of people-pleasing. We are so consumed with making everyone else around us happy. I am a people-pleaser, so I know this so well and true. Making everyone else happy, trying to keep the peace, if you're a people pleaser, you know this. Every decision you make is to make someone else happy. Every decision you make is to keep the peace with someone else. People pleasing, it's interference. It interferes with us. When the dominant voice is, I have to please people, we can't hear from the supernatural guidance of the Spirit. Those are three voices. There's thousands of them. There's many other ones. There's the voice of personal comfort. There's the voice of political affiliation. That's a big one. Just going on Facebook, you can see that one. There's the voice of security and the voice of status. With all these voices, we hear them, we listen to them, and they interfere with the Spirit's guidance in our lives. So my question is, what voice are you listening to? What's the dominant? There's thousands of you probably listening. What's the dominant voice in your life? The dominant voice in my life right now is insecurity. I'm going through a season where I'm just overwhelmed, if I'm being honest with you. Overwhelmed with stuff uh, at the church, overwhelmed with stuff at home. I got a fifth kid on the way. Like, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. But you know what the voice in my, me says? You can't tell anyone you're overwhelmed. You need to just try harder. You need to work harder. You need to do more. You got this. You can make it through. You can do this. And it looks like strength, right? But I'm just listening to the voice of insecurity. You can't say this. You can't be this. You can't. You have to be strong enough. And that voice of insecurity, it interferes with me from hearing from the Spirit, being guided by 
the Spirit. So what's the solution? How do we fight insecurity? Now, th- now this is a little weird. I almost didn't put this in the message because it's a little hard to grasp when you hear it the first time. But the way that we fight the interference is with indifference. The way that we fight interference is with indifference. And now for you, the word indifference, indifference maybe has like a bad connotation. I know I think of like the 12-year-old boy who plays video games all day and is indifferent to what's happening in the rest of the world. Uh, or maybe indifferent means dispassionate, uninterested to you. But when, it re- when we talk about indifference applying to the Holy Spirit, it can be very helpful. What if... And this is crazy when you take it to us end. You were indifferent to everything in your life except where the Spirit was leading. That's it. If you were indifferent to everything in your life, and this is radical, I'm talking about everything except for the Spirit's guidance. If we were completely indifferent to our career, I could be a doctor or I could be a missionary. God, I don't care, I'm indifferent. If we're indifferent to our income level, God, I can be wealthy, I can be middle class, I can be poor. God, I don't care, I'm indifferent. What if we're indifferent to where we lived? God, I can live by my family, I can live away from my family, I can live across this other side of the earth, the other side of the world. God, I'm completely indifferent. That's the indifference. We're totally indifferent to everything outside except for God's Holy Spirit guidance in our life. We don't care where the Holy Spirit will take us. We don't care where the Holy Spirit will guide us. We don't care what the Holy Spirit will teach us. We just want to be on the ride with the Holy Spirit. Imagine going back to the boat with my uncle, the fishing guide, and midway through the trip, I get up from the seat, and I start to take control. So I get in the driver's seat, and I start driving. I don't want to say you drive a boat, but whatever. And then I get on the trolling motor and I start trying to troll. And then I try to pick the bait. I try to say, hey, I'm going to pick the bait. I'm going to tell you right now, that fishing trip isn't going to go well. I know nothing about fishing. Fishing is so much more fun when I go out with my uncle and I sit in the back and I'm completely indifferent to what he wants to do and where he wants to take us. Does that mean I'm not passionate about being out there? I want to be out there. I want to be fishing. I want to have a good time, but I don't care where he takes me. North or south, that's fine. The shore, we can fish the shore, we can fish the middle of the lake. The bait, minnows, worms, lures, that's all the bait I know, so I'm gonna stop right there. Like, I don't care what we use because I'm along for the ride with a guide. I'm passionate about being there, but I'm indifferent to where we go. We fight the interference with indifference. And man, if we could be indifferent to the things in our lives, and just passionate about the Spirit's guidance, His Holy Spirit would work supernaturally through us. So that's the first thing. Uh, If we want to be guided by the Spirit, we need to be indifferent to where He's leading. The second work the Spirit does in our lives is He empowers us. Specifically, when I mean empower, the, the Spirit comes inside of us and gives us the power to change. Man, I want to change. I don't know about you. He gives us the power to be better. He gives us the power to look more like Jesus. The Spirit comes inside of us and gives us the power to change. But if the Spirit, if we have the supernatural reality in us that has given us the power to change, why do we still struggle so much? 
I mean, the Spirit has been working for 2,000 years in Christians, in the church, and there's not a great showing for the last 2,000 years. So what is going on? Why is the Spirit not transforming and changing us from the inside? It's because there's interference. The other week, um, our family, we went to the Twin Cities uh, for about five days. And I woke up that morning, I spent time with Jesus, you know, my like, spend time, well, for me, that looks like, you know, reading my Bible, praying, and I felt during that time that God was just saying to me, he's like, you need to be patient with your children. Like, seriously, like, you're going for five days, like, you need to be patient with your children, just don't pick up every fight that they're doing, just be patient with them. And I was so believing that's what God was saying to me that I went to my wife and I said, we're going on this five-day trip. Jess, we got, my wife's name is Jess, we got to be patient. I didn't get out of the driveway. I didn't get out of the driveway and I was yelling at my kids. They were arguing about what spots that they get. Anybody have this? They argue what spot to sit in in the car and I was yelling at them. I know that's funny. I hate that about myself. I'm not joking. I hate that about myself. Why can't I be better? I've been following Jesus for this long. The Holy Spirit's inside me. Why can't I get this figure out? Why is he not transforming me from the inside out? It's because the hose is kinked. There's interference that's happening. A guy named Paul wrote this, and this is kind of a long passage to read, so just stick with me. And this is what he said. The flesh wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. Man, don't you feel that in your life? The Spirit gives us the desires that are opposite of what the flesh desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you and I are not free to carry out our good intentions. When you follow the desires of the flesh, the results are very clear. Listen to these. Sexual sin, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, I knew Harry Potter was evil. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. If, if Paul missed any sin, he's like, and other sins like these. But then he goes on to say this. The flesh produces these, but the Holy Spirit produces the complete opposite. The Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, that's the one I needed, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those whom belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and the desires of their flesh to his cross and crucified them since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. You see what's going on in that passage? You don't have one power working in you. You have two powers working in you. The Spirit and the flesh. You don't have one power working in you. There's interference happening. There's two powers working in you. The Spirit 
and the flesh. Now, the flesh is a really weird word. Let me just quickly define that. It just means the part of us that desires to not do God's will. The part of us that desires to not listen to God or not follow God. You maybe haven't heard of the word flesh before, but man, you've felt it before, right? You've felt that inner working, that inner pulling away from what God wants. The spirit desires self-control, but the flesh desires drunkenness. The spirit desires joy. The flesh desires anger. The spirit desires peace, and the flesh desires division. The spirit desires faithfulness, and the flesh desires sexual sin. This flesh is interfering with the spirit. It's like we have these two gladiators in our soul. They are fighting in a tug-of-war match for the power of over our souls. The flesh is interfering with the power of the spirit. So what do we do? What do we do about that? How do we keep the flesh from interfering with the spirit? Well, Paul tell, he just tells us at the end of this passage, this is what he says, we are to nail the passions and the desire of the flesh to the cross. Amen. That part of us doesn't want to follow Jesus, that fleshly, we are to nail that to the cross. An easier way to say it is, Paul says, you've you got to surrender the desire of the flesh to me. This is what we do. Those desires of the flesh, we embrace them. We don't surrender them. And that's causing interference. And if we want the supernatural power of God's spirit to work in us, we can't keep hugging these works of the flesh. We have to surrender them over to God. I want to read these to you one more time, and I just want you, you to, which one is yours? Which one are you hugging? Which one are you embracing still? Sexual sin, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. I'll tell you which one I'm still embracing. Anger, unfortunately selfish ambition. That one's hard to say out loud. Envy, wanting what other people's want. And stupid, worthless quarrels. Paul's just saying, man, if we want to be empowered by the Spirit, we have to surrender the desires of the flesh. If we want to feel the fullness, if we want to unkink the hose, we have to surrender the desires of the flesh. We can't keep embracing them. We can't keep hugging on. And it's hard to let go of these things. But we have to surrender them to him. So those are the two ways the Spirit works in us. The Spirit guides us through indifference and he empowers us through surrender. Now there's no better place that we can see the example of how this is lived out in the life of Jesus. The life, of, especially at the end of his life, we're gonna see so clearly what it looks like to be indifferent to where the spirit is guiding and to surrender our flesh to be empowered. First thing, the spirit guides Jesus through indifference. When Jesus was about to be led to his death, he sat down in a garden to pray. You maybe know this story and talking with his father, this is what he said. Listen to this. Father, if you, he's going to his death, remember. 
If you are willing, please take this suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Indifference. I'm indifferent to what you do. I just want to follow the guidance of the Spirit. So where did the Spirit lead him? The Spirit guided Jesus to a courtroom to be ridiculed by religious leaders. The Spirit guided Jesus to a meeting with Pilate, the Roman leader who condemned him to death. The Spirit guided him to carry a cross on his back up a hill to Golgotha. Then the Spirit guided him to go further up onto that cross and die, this righteous man, a criminal death, and the Spirit finally guided him to the grave. But what have we learned about the Spirit? The Spirit doesn't guide to death, does he? He guides to life. And so he didn't guide him to any grave. He guided him to an empty grave. Amen? Amen. Not any grave, an empty grave. When you follow the guidance of the Spirit, there's going to be hard stuff that you go by, but he will never guide you to any grave. He will guide you to the empty one. When we're indifferent, we can allow the Spirit to guide us. The Spirit empowers Jesus through surrender. Jesus literally surrendered his body, his flesh to death. Jesus surrendered his face to be spit on. Jesus surrendered his head to the crown of thorns. Jesus surrendered his hands and his feet to the nails. Jesus surrendered his side to the spear. Jesus surrendered his whole body to death. But what did the Spirit do? He resurrected him. The power of the Spirit went through his veins and he lives forevermore. He gave Jesus the power over death and now we have the power over death. Through Jesus' surrender, we now do not die. When you let the Spirit use you, when you surrender the flesh to to God, he comes in and he works supernaturally. Now what's the difference between us and Jesus? A lot. You're probably saying there's a lot different between us and Jesus. He was perfect. He was, he was God. The only thing that's different between us and Jesus is that he didn't let things interfere with the work of the Spirit. That's what it meant for him to be perfect. He had no interference. He felt everything. You better believe any temptation you felt, the Bible tells us, Jesus felt the same temptation, but he did not let it interfere with the Spirit. He surrendered his flesh so that the power could move through him and he was indifferent to where the Spirit would lead so it could guide him to the empty tomb. That's crazy, right? That's crazy what Jesus did. But here's the thing that blows my mind. Here's the thing that blows my mind. We are told the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in us. The Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. The spirit that took Jesus to the empty tomb lives in us. The spirit that resurrected his life from the dead lives in us. That means he can come in and resurrect us and bring us to new life. The same spirit that was in Jesus Christ is in us as well. Hallelujah. That's amazing that that is true. You know, as I prepared for this message... I was, I'm, I'm 38 years old. I've been following Jesus for 22 years. I've seen some God do some neat things in my life. But I couldn't help going through this message and just being like, God, I just want more. Man, 
Just know if you're new to Christianity and you feel like, man, I just want more, I feel the same way 22 years later after following Jesus. I just want more. I still listen to the voices. You think after 22 years I would stop listening to the voices. I still listen to them. I still embrace some of these desires of the flesh. But we gotta, if we want God's spirit to work miraculously through us, we have to stop listening. This is hard. The one thing about this message I, I don't think I highlighted enough is how difficult it is to stop listening to the voices. Man, it takes time alone to process those voices and see what they're saying. It's hard. It's hard to let go of the desires of the flesh. These are things that have brought us comfort at times. It's hard to let go of things. But man, if we do, even a little bit, if we just a little bit start to let go of those things, man, you better believe the water will start coming through. The hose will begin to be unkinked and the spirit will start to do miraculous work in our lives. Let's pray. God, this is, this is like supernatural stuff. Like, and there's hard work in the Christian life and there's things that we need to do, but we're talking about something supernatural. God, and we just beg you. We beg that the Spirit would come, that we would unkink the hose, that we would get rid of the interference and give him rain. We have to be indifferent to the voices. We have to be indifferent to where you're going to lead, though. That's hard. There's, there's places I don't want to go, God, if I'm being honest with you. And we have to let go. We can't embrace the stuff of the flesh any longer, the desires of the flesh. We have to surrender them to you. But you promised, and we see it in your son Jesus, that when you do us, you lead us to an empty grave, not any grave. And you lead us to a resurrection, not a death. So we believe that. As a church, I pray you would crack us and help us to experience your spirit more. We want to follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I Am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at imembrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.